Good morning. Welcome back. Good morning, friends. Thank you. (laughs) So much peace to all of you. It's really, really good to be with you this Sunday. Uh, We had some moments of wonderful weather this last week. If you participated in South by events, I hope you thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, And I'm really glad that we can all be together this morning. This week, we are right in the middle of the season in the life of the church of Lent. It's a time where we're practicing following Jesus into the wilderness in response to an invitation. Come, just as you are. So as the story goes, Jesus spent 40 days in the wilderness, and he was practicing coming to God just as he was. And he was unsupplied. (laughs) So we're told that he was hungry and thirsty and tired, and he was in distress. He was working out with himself and God this very human need for love and satisfaction. So to help us connect with what that feels like in our own lives this morning, perhaps reflect on a time recently when you may have felt unsupplied, unprepared, unfulfilled in our very human need for love and satisfaction. And don't think of anything too distressing, but let's take a moment and just notice what that distress feels like in our embodied self, and that will help get us ready to engage this invitation today. Come. It's this rhythm, it's a drumming, like a heartbeat, this word echoing through our text today over and over. Come. Come just as you are, unprepared, unfulfilled, unsatisfied, worried about being unloved. Come. Come in distress. Because it's in those moments, those are the conditions in which God will meet us and satisfy our needs in ways we wouldn't have been able to on our own. And if you're like me, we know this. Like, it's not that we don't know it. And so the question I want us to explore today is, what stops us from coming to God just as we are in those moments when we need something from God the most? Like, what stops us? And I've thought a lot about this question. In my own life, I've experienced seasons of intense distress where I've felt dissatisfied. And in those moments, I often feel ambivalent about coming to God just as I am, praying honestly, feeling honestly, speaking honestly. It maybe feels too vulnerable or too unpredictable or too overwhelming, perhaps. And here's the paradox. And those of you who spent time in the wilderness know this. The paradox of vulnerability with God is that what feels like it will be the death of us ends up being the life of us. So this morning, I want to offer us some support around that vulnerability, that ambivalence, that back and forth that we all experience around this invitation to come as we are. And uh, so I want to walk us through a Linton practice, if you're willing. And I propose that we do this in three movements. So here's... 
here's my proposal. We'll reflect on this scripture from Isaiah 55, and then I'll play part of a video and invite you to respond with a word or a phrase, and we'll do this three times. Uh, it's going to feel a little vulnerable, and that's part of the goodness, so I'm asking you to trust me. My goal is to help us engage the genuine complexity around this invitation to come as we are, and perhaps help us resolve a little bit of that ambivalence so that in the next weeks, we might feel a little freer to practice coming just as we are and see what goodness is there for us when we do. So uh, how are we feeling? Are you up for this? Thumbs up? Okay, okay. So as we begin this first movement, our text opens with Isaiah saying this. Everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you that have no money, come. Buy and eat, come. Buy wine and milk without money and without price. So here we encounter our first invitation. Come as you are, unprepared, unresourced. Just come with only yourself. There's a restaurant on the border of Romania and Ukraine, and several weeks ago they began serving free meals to Ukrainian refugees, and uh, up to 100 free meals a day, and they plan to continue indefinitely. Everyone who thirsts, come. And you that have no money, come, buy. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. So when we hear about families being fed, what do we feel? Heartwarmed, wanting to help, really glad that they came as they were. We're not thinking, well, you should have prepared better, or you should be able to meet your own needs. No, we're so happy that they came and that they were able to be fed for free. So what messages are we telling us then? when we're in distress and unprepared, unable to help ourselves, what stops us from coming as we are in those moments? I want to give us an opportunity to engage some of our inner dialogue around that. So I'm gonna play part one of our video and I'm gonna set it up for you. It's about 30 seconds. Uh, You're gonna see a child in distress. (laughs) A child we might say unprepared to help itself. It's an opportunity to notice what comes up for us when we encounter vulnerability. Um, So if you're willing, we'll watch, and then you'll be invited to respond with a word or a phrase. All responses are welcome. Uh, Our response will tend to be cultural. We will typically feel things based on how our caregivers responded to us. So let that information just be useful to us. Uh, I'll say a couple more things. This video has been shared around a lot, and so if you might recognize it, and I would love to credit the original source if you know it. Um, second, you'll see that great care has been taken to protect the child's well-being and dignity, so we don't need to worry about that. Uh, at the same time, let's acknowledge it can be difficult to watch a child cry, and especially for you parents of children this age, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know you came to church to get a break from this, so just take care of yourself however you need to, and thank you for trusting me. <laughs> All right, so uh, are we ready? 
Okay, pay attention to whatever comes up. Thoughts, feelings, pleasant, unpleasant, all are welcome. Got a pinch of tobacco in my pocket. I'm not gonna roll it, no. I'm not gonna smoke it till we Staring at the stars and the rockets Twinkling in the silvery night Two sips of whiskey in the flask But I'm not gonna drink them I swear I'll make it last till we're Drinking out of the same glass again All right, um, turn to someone next to you or type in the chat. What came up for you in just a word or a phrase? Thoughts, feelings, pleasant, unpleasant, all are welcome. So I'll give you just a moment. All right. Could I hear from a couple of you, just in a word or a phrase, call it out loudly. Let's get a sense of the variety in the room. What's a word or a phrase? Say it loud. One more time. Inner torment. Inner torment. Ooh, yes. What else? Helpless. Helpless. One more. Want to know the context? Yes, there's no context for this. Yeah. Um, often, I, I, I walk students through this sometimes, and uh, sometimes what will come up for folks is um, compassion. I wanted to comfort the child. Sometimes it's frustration, I wanted to discipline the child. Uh, sometimes it's, sweet Jesus, just make it stop. <laughs> um, so just notice whatever comes up for us and make note of any insight it gives us into our own ambivalence about coming to God just as we are when we're in distress. Um, let's hold on to what feels helpful to you as we look now at how our text continues with Isaiah saying this. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good. Delight yourselves in rich food. So here we encounter our second invitation. Come as you are, unsatisfied. Having tried all these other things first, having spent our money on bread that turned out to not be bread, and our energy on fulfillment that turned out to not be fulfilling. So to help us connect with what this feels like, perhaps think of a recent time when you were looking forward to something, maybe a treat or a special occasion, and you felt deeply dissatisfied with what you got. Uh, While you're thinking, Rachel Lee shared with me a time recently when she and the girls had been working hard and they wanted a treat and uh, their youngest, Clementine, really loves dim sum. And it had been a while since they'd had it, so uh, Rachel drove across town to pick it up and the prices had gone up, so it was definitely a special occasion. And she brought it home and they were so excited and they took a bite and it was raw inside. (sighs) so dissatisfying. (laughs) So we can all relate to what that feels like. And let's just notice the next time then that we may be in the presence of amazing dim sum. 
we will have a hard time trusting it because we were so dissatisfied. So holding that awareness in mind, let's reflect now on part two of our video. It's the same scene now, just from a larger vantage point. So you're going to see a parent or caregiver with the child, and it's about a minute long. Uh, I want us to hold loosely their race and gender. And let's just notice the scene and what comes up for us as we reflect on our own experience of being dissatisfied and ambivalent about trusting or receiving what we need. So are we up for this? Okay, uh, whenever you're ready. Got a pinch of tobacco in my pocket. I'm not gonna roll it, no. I'm not gonna smoke it till it. Staring at the stars and the rockets Twinkling in the silvery night Two sips of whiskey in the flask But I'm not gonna drink I swear I'll make it last Till we're drinking out of the same glass again and Though you will not wait for me I'll wait all right, turn to someone next to you or type it in the chat. What was that like to watch? In a word or a phrase, thoughts, feelings, pleasant, unpleasant. I'll give you a moment. Okay. Let me hear from a couple of you. In a word or a phrase, just call it out loudly. What came up for you that time? Say it again. Say it again loudly. Fears. Fears. Tears. Tears. Thank you. What else? Incredible patience. One more. Unconditional love. Um, often folks will have a wide variety of responses to this. Um, sometimes people will say what comes up for them is grief. I wish I had had a parent like that. Uh, sometimes what comes up for us is guilt. I wish I could have been a parent like that. Um, sometimes what comes up for us is, um, see, this is why I don't have children. <laughs> so all responses are welcome. Uh, and you're doing a great job today with vulnerability. So um, hold on to what's been helpful to you so far. And let's look now at how our text wraps up with Isaiah saying this. Incline your ear and come to me. Listen so that you may live. I will make with you an everlasting covenant, my steadfast and sure love. So here we encounter our third invitation. Come as you are, feeling unloved or worried about being unloved. And let's just notice that when we feel unloved or worse, unlovable. And if we imagine coming to God in that moment, that's extremely vulnerable. How can we know what to expect? I want to help us with some of that uncertainty, perhaps. So let's consider that 
if Jesus was God in a body, so we can look at Jesus and know who God is and what God is like. Let's notice if that helps answer some of our questions about what we can expect if and when we come to God as we are. In the scriptures, the pattern that we see is that when someone came to Jesus just as they were, vulnerable, they left having been loved. So here's our final question. What messages are we telling ourselves then in those moments? What might stop us from coming just as we are? As we reflect on that question, we're going to watch part three now of our video. It's the full scene now from beginning to end. It's about two minutes. It's an opportunity for us to reflect on that ambivalence of coming as we are in those moments when we feel unloved or are worried about being unloved. And what we might receive in that moment that could change our felt experience. So I'm not going to ask for sharing after this. You can just relax, get comfortable, simply pay attention to whatever you find helpful. Charles tobacco in my pocket I'm not gonna roll it no. I'm not gonna smoke it till we Staring at the stars and the rockets Twinkling in the silvery night Two sips of whiskey in the flask But I'm not gonna drink it I swear I'll make it last till we Drinking out of the same glass again Though you will not wait for me I'll wait for you Got a Polaroid picture in my wallet I'm not gonna tear it, no I'm not gonna spoil it an unspoken heartbreak, a heartbroken handshake, I take with me where I go, three words on the tip of my tongue, not to be spoken or sung, or whisper to anyone till I scream I'm at the top of my lungs again, though you will not wait for me. Tobacco in my pocket I'm not gonna roll it No, I'm not gonna smoke it Till we're staring At the stars and the rockets Twinkling in the silvery night Let's take just a moment And 
Notice silently the thoughts, feelings, pleasant, unpleasant, that may have come up. Often folks will say, that was good to watch. I liked watching that. Or that was hard to watch, but it was helpful. Or thank God that's over. Can we stop being vulnerable now? (laughs) Um, All responses are welcome. You're doing great. And whatever you noticed today that gave you insight into our natural ambivalence about coming as we are, Perhaps we'll remember it and just return back to it this week for further reflection. And the next time that we feel unprepared, unsatisfied, worried about being unloved, we might be reminded to use those moments as opportunities to practice coming to God just as we are and see what happens see how that might change some of our felt experience. When Jesus entered the wilderness, he was unprepared. He had no supplies. He was hungry and thirsty and tired and in distress. He was unsatisfied. Working out with himself and God, this very human need for love. And he emerged from the wilderness changed by his practice of coming to God just as he was and experiencing God meeting his needs there in ways he wouldn't have been able to on his own. During this season of Lent, may we each find our own unique practice for following Jesus into the wilderness to the drumbeat of this invitation. Come, just as you are. May you find God meets you there in unexpected ways. And may we, the Vox community, discover that paradox of vulnerability with God, where what feels like it may be the death of us ends up being the life of us. In the name of God who waits, Christ who knows, and the Spirit who meets us when we come. Amen.